Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. I want you to turn to your neighbor. I want you to say this. I... I'm going to stand before God as an individual. Come on. I'm going to stand before God as an individual. And there's something left. And be judged. Did that get personal enough? Yeah. If this is Jesus, how many of you think you're going to stand before Jesus? Every single one of us. Now, if you're not a believer, you're at the wrong judgment. Most everyone's watched a TV show that has a courtroom scene. Have you ever watched one of these and wondered what it'd be like to stand in front of a judge? Well, in Pastor Mark's teaching today, you'll discover that every single person in history is going to stand in front of a judge. And that judge will be Jesus Christ himself. You'll be standing all alone. No support people or animals, no way to escape. Your answer to Christ's call to you in this life will determine which judgment seat Jesus will judge you from. You'll find out more about this in the teaching today. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Revelation, chapter 20, as he continues his message, The Great White Throne Judgment and the Judgment Seat of Christ. Now, one of life's greatest questions from the beginning of time is this. Is your name in the book of life? See, this is not a church where you can leave. Wow, that was a lot of great, interesting things. Well, it is. It's all biblical. But see, we're not here for information. We're here for transformation. Information that isn't applied is useless. So you're going to hear, well, you hear pretty much every week when any of our pastors teach. We give altar calls at the end. Why do we do that? You've got information now. Make an application. Choose to follow Jesus Christ. Oh, another day. And quite often I'll say, that's what you're hearing. That's not God. Today's the day of salvation. So the question is, when you look at this, We're not talking about, wow, did you know what hell's like? It's a fixed place. It's a no place. Good. That's good. That's why we give it. That's why I try to make it practical. But that's not the key. It's what are you going to do about that truth? What are you going to do? Just leave it? No, there has to be application to the truth. Now, I will tell you, for some of you, all weekend we'll have people that never even knew about the book of life. And they didn't know how to get their name in there. Toward the end of the service, I'll tell you how to get your name in the book of life. And that's what we talk about as we go through. So just think about that. Now, we're going to move to another judgment. 
This is the second judgment. Remember what we said at the beginning? Let me just go back there so you to remember. Very simple. Every person on earth was born. Anybody out there born? (laughs) Yeah, like crazy. My wife and I are watching one of these animal shows or something last night, and the giraffe was having its baby. And I'm thinking, wow, look at that giraffe. Here on the other end comes a baby. And what I thought was really interesting, this is a side view. This is just extra for you. Uh, They put all this this matting in there because the baby drops like 12 feet. Womp. (laughs) The baby giraffe. And I thought it was interesting. And while, while she was delivering the baby, she puts her way tall neck back like this. And I'm thinking, what is that about? And the gal that knew about it, she said, she's in pain. She's going, oh, no kidding. And here came the baby, born. We were all born. Second one, every person on this earth will, will die. Every person will be resurrected. Anybody waiting for a resurrected body like Jesus? Perfect, perfect. Now, next, here we go. Just to remind you, every person will be judged. Well, we talked about the unbeliever. Now we're going to talk about the believers that we are going to be judged. Now, see, you have to understand this as we go there. Here we go. This judgment is about our gifting, our talents, our opportunities as Christians. Has nothing, to, so don't ever get this mixed up, has nothing to do whether you go to heaven or not. You will not be at this judgment unless you're already born again. And your name's already in the book of life. So here it is. Second Corinthians 5.10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. I just abbreviate it, usually J-S-C. That each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body. Here's the part that's a little more difficult. Whether good or bad. Now, who is Paul talking about when he uses the word we? If Paul's in it, you know who he's talking about. We Christians, we Christ followers. That's exactly what he's talking about. People who have personally accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior, they're in a work of discipleship. They're learning to be more and more like Christ. He's not talking about perfect people. There are none. Remember when Paul got to the end of his life, he said, I haven't arrived yet either. I'm still working at it. But eventually, when sin's not happening in heaven, there is no sin, we'll be perfect, we'll be glorified. So here's what you need to write. If you've never known this, this is very this should be exciting for you, except you're not sure what the judgment is yet. Here it is. The judgment seat of Christ is only for who? Christ followers, Christians, born again, whatever word you want to use. God will be judging and evaluating. All things, let's flip back, if you guys will, back to 2 Corinthians 5.10. Notice what it says at the end. We will be judged for the things done while in the body. How much time do you spend in your body? 24-7, am I right? Yeah, so notice, I'm going to be, you say, you mean I can be judged for something while I'm sleeping? I ain't going there, but yes, of course. We're going to be judged good or bad. Mostly while we're awake, of course. And as you sleep 12 hours a day and are doing nothing for Jesus. That's another whole thing. So here's where it goes. He will be judging and evaluating all things done while in the body. Now, you just told me exactly. We're here 24-7. 
How many have I said to you? Listen. Oh, Pastor Mark, I'm a Christian. Good. Are you maturing? Are you growing? No, no, no. I don't need to do that stuff. There was an event. I got saved and I came down here and I'm fine. No, Christianity is not an event. It starts with an event. It's a lifestyle. So some people are going to be shocked. They think they're going to be at this judgment, but they've never done anything for Christ. They never grown. They never matured. They're babies. They never moved past that spot. Oh, I've got the deed. I'm there. No, it isn't an event. It's a lifestyle. Remember, if you go to Mark chapter 4, you might want to just do that this week. You'll look right there, and it's all these people that supposedly receive Christ. And then, boom, it's gone. It's gone. It's Boom, it's gone. Four out of the five were never really believers. But they thought they were. But they were, dis- they were basically deceived by Satan. So what does he mean here? Look at this. Whether good or bad. So just like the unbelievers, there's going to be uh, basically degrees here, not a punishment. There is no punishment. But it's going to be degrees of rewards. How much we get from God because he knows what we did with our life. Now, after death, Christ followers will be judged, rewarded at that judgment seat of Christ. Now, look at Matthew 16, verse 27. For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what he, she, has done. Now, this judgment seat of Christ will happen after kind of in the area of during the tribulation happening, we're all in heaven except the new believers that will come during that time. And it's going to be held during that period of time. Now, notice each person will receive to what he has done. So many people think, okay, I'm back to good works again. No, not like that. Good works is, is not about this at all. See, we were saved by grace, Ephesians chapter 2, 8, 9, and 10, not by good works. You can't get to heaven by good works because Jesus paid for our sin on the cross. Everything that you could do wrong, now, present, future, God paid for. His son came, died on the cross for our sin. So after that happens, then it says in verse 10 in Ephesians, God has appointed unto you things that he has already planned for you. Every single Christian I'm talking to, he's got things planned for you. It has to do with our talents, our abilities, our spiritual gifts, all kinds of spiritual gifts, Romans 12 and all that, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, 1 Peter, all the gifts that we have, and a lifetime of opportunities to do good things for him. So at the judgment seat of Christ, we're going to be rewarded how we lived on earth. You say, well, what does that look like? Well, it's going to be different for every single person because we all have different kind of giftings. And here's what you need to see. We will be judged by the gap between the potential that God has wired me for and my actual performance. But it's different for you. He's wired you differently. And you will be judged by how did you do? Now, there's nobody's going to say, perfect, there's no gap in my life and my gifts and my abilities. There's nobody. But if you discover, as we teach tonight, there's a passage in the Bible. I didn't put it in specifically because I don't want you to be negative. But it it goes, one of the passages says, you don't want to arrive in heaven in front of God and be 
ashamed. I don't want to be ashamed. I mean, look what God's done for us. I'm not going to be perfect, but I don't want to be ashamed that the gap is like this. Now, some of that gap, I'm going to challenge you with it. One of the things you're here for is to be on mission, to tell people about Christ. That's one of the responsibilities he's given us. We are all given that. Not pastors, not elders. Every Christian has been given that. So I'll read 1 Corinthians 4, 5. Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait till the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motive of our hearts. At that time, each one will receive praise from God. So every Christ follower, yes, me, you, all of us, will be given an account of ourselves to God. You can't make an excuse, but God, no, he knows everything. And he will not only judge the quantity of what we did. Man, I did this, and I served here, and I did this, and I gave this, and I did this, and I blessed. Praise the Lord. Good stuff. Good stuff. We're doing what he's done for us. But notice what it says back here. And we'll expose the motive of our hearts. Well, what is that motive? I wrote it like this. Do we serve people, use our gifts, share the gospel and other good works with the right attitude? Or because Pastor Mark said you got to. (laughs) Am I right? You see, sometimes I can be guilty. Well, I get to preach to you today. Praise God. It's a hard one for you. I like it. That's wrong motive. Knowing somebody goes to hell should cause all of us to cry like crazy. You wouldn't want to go there. And so our motives. You know, sometimes other people look at us and go, wow, what a great motive. No, you, you can't read the motive of a person's heart. Only God reads it. And that's when he speaks to us. Balmer, you did that for the wrong reason. You're prideful behind the pulpit. You think that's honoring to me? You say, well, Pastor Mark, he would never say that about me. Oh, yeah, he would. He'll say it about you. Wow, people notice what I did. Look at that. Wow, that was great. Careful. By the way, anything that we do, who gave us the ability to do it? That's why in Corinthians it says, why are you bragging about the gifts and the abilities God's opened to you? Every one of those came from God. Without it, we're nothing. With him, we can do all things. Now, when you see that going, look how it wait, wait, says this, Colossians 3. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. And working for the Lord, not for men. Why not the men? Because that's the prideful tar. People saw me do this. They saw me picking up this. They saw me doing whatever. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It's the Lord Christ that you are serving. See, God gave us this amazing investment when he saved us by his grace. I'll say this, and it might sound strange to you. He's expecting a good return from each of us. Because he's gifted us, he saved us, and he says, now, go represent me. Make God look good. That's what he's after. Now, our opportunities, heavenly wards, are limited to this life. None of that happens after. So it's while we're here. He wants us to do his will while we're here. So as we go through the book of Acts, you'll begin to see things 
that will challenge us, every person, individually. So the judgment seat is all about what you, me, will have to show for your life on this earth when we stand before Jesus. And you want to hear when you stand before Jesus, what words? Well done. You know, I'm so glad the Bible didn't say, perfect. None of us would ever hear that. But well done, thou what? Good and there's the key, faithful. doesn't say fantastic, good and faithful. Now, I want you to turn to your neighbor. I want you to say this. I am going to stand before God as an individual. Come on. I'm going to stand before God as an individual. And there's something left. And be judged. Did that get personal enough? Yeah. If this is Jesus, how many of you think you're going to stand before Jesus? Every single one of us. Now, if you're not a believer, you're at the wrong judgment. <laughs> you got to get saved. You say, well, yeah, but I'm going to. No, this is for reward. You're already in heaven. Your name's already in the book of life. This isn't about that. God's going to get up there and condemn you and condemn. No, he's not a God of like that at all. It's rewards, blessings for us. Now, let me just say this. Are you ready to give an account of your life for God? Well, no, sometimes we're not ready. Let me just ask you these questions. Think about it. Am I contributing by using my God-given gifts? Romans 12. Just go through Romans 12. Watch the gifts. I'm contributing with the right motive, not because I have to. Well, I better show up and do that. I'm contributing with zeal, joy, and passion to make God look good. I'm contributing by making the most of every opportunity that God gives me. That we don't do so good with, myself included. You know, God opens doors for us. And sometimes we're not listening to him. And we have to listen closer. I have this picture that I've had for many years in my office. This is a picture of what Christianity is all about. I have it because it's a summary that's visual. It just speaks to me. It speaks to you. If you take a look at here on the top, at the end of the cross, is what? It's heaven. How do I know that? Well, it's a cross. How do I get to heaven? Through Jesus. He died on the cross. That's the only way. There's, there's no other way to get to heaven. It's all, you see this. It's always through Jesus. There it is. Now, if you try to get there some other way, where does it always end up in? There's a lake of what? It's very visual to you. Are there any other options? That's the two options. That's huge. Look at yourself there. That's huge. Start looking and think of your relatives, our neighbors. Now, we can't go out here and start bombarding people, but maybe we could pray, including myself, more. As I came tonight, I was thinking, when Paul was arrested on the road by Christ, and who he hated, didn't believe in, God said to him, here's one of your assignments, to go share the gospel and open blinded eyes. You know what I prayed before as I was driving here tonight? My wife was driving. God opened people's eyes. I can't open blinded eyes. My friends, that 
is the end right there. This is not a vacation for two days. This is, this is eternity. Whichever road you're on, if you're trying to get there outside of Jesus Christ, it will never happen. You will end up where you don't want to end up. You can't blame it to somebody else because the gospel has been presented, of course, in our church and to others. Now, look at the next verse and you'll see it. I wrote it right here. I think they have it. Here it is. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. You just saw what that looks like. So it's about that. So how is it for a person to get their name in the book of life? Well, there's only one way. It's not complicated. There's only one way to get your name in that life. You have to ask Jesus, who's the giver of life, to forgive you of your sins, all of them, by repenting, saying, God, I'm sorry, and then believing in Jesus. Christ, I know you died for me. I want to I believe in you. I want to follow you. Not just an event. I want to follow you and become more like you. Here's what Paul wrote after God changed his life. Romans 10, 9 and 10. That if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, not just Savior. He's the ruler. And believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Born again. Forgiven. Christ follower. So being forgiven and getting rid of all of our sins, notice, is only directed to one person, Jesus Christ. That's why the world hates Christ. Because that is what Jesus says. Look at this. You know this by heart. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Not a way, the way. And no one comes to the Father, which is a picture of heaven, except through me. You can't get there any other way. By the way, you must have your name in the book of life before you die. If you don't, it doesn't matter. See, sometimes in the old days, you'd hear this. You'll hear churches even say it today. I'm sorry to say. Well, that person was a good person there in heaven. And they don't know Christ at all. That's a lie. That's an absolute lie. Because you don't get there by heaven. This church can't get you to heaven. I certainly can't get you to heaven. Only Jesus can get you to heaven. That's what he said. You won't go there except through me. Now, when you see that, the minute you repent and believe, your name will be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Some of you, as you looked at that picture and you thought about hell and heaven... Maybe you're unsure. So, Pastor Mark, I've had people, quite often they'll say this to me. Are you a Christian? Are you going to heaven? Oh, I think so. I know they mean well. You don't want to think so. You want to know so. And the Bible says, I can know. Because he tells me how to do it. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark reminded you that everybody is on the clock and their time is running out. You learn that all people, saved or lost, will be judged for something. You discover that if you're a Christ follower, that you're going to be judged by the gap between the potential God built into you and your actual performance. The goal is to narrow that gap as much as possible. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. 
Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today, and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. This winds up Pastor Mark's teaching, The Great White Throne Judgment and the Judgment Seat of Christ. Next time, he'll begin his message, Heaven, Our Eternal Home. You'll learn about the significance of the words home and new in context of this teaching. You'll find out about the amazing, mind-blowing plans that God has for those who follow Him. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.